right, welcome to another episode of Through the Door Podcast. Um, this podcast is sponsored by Wargi Productions. Wargi Productions uh, make some of the UK's top charting podcasts. Um, they make podcasts for celebrities, uh, high street brands, businesses. Um, if you've got an idea for a podcast and you want to get it going, um, head over to wargieproductions.com. That's W-O-R-G-I-E productions.com. And yeah, get in contact with those guys and um, they'll help you out. This episode was a real treat to make. Um, we had the pleasure of sitting down with um, a wonderful guy by the name of Charles Prest from a band uh, which are getting a lot of attention at the moment called Fleming Gods. If you haven't heard of Fleming Gods, then you need to go and check them out. Um, they're an alternative rock band, uh, four-piece, um, but they are part based in London and part pa- based in Bahrain, playing psychedelic rock. Um, and they're just super interesting, really, really nice guys. I got to uh, um, watch them play. Uh, they supported the Brian Jonestown Massacre in Manchester, and I got to, I got to catch that gig. And uh, yeah, I've known Charles for a while. Um, I knew him when he was a kid and when he was actually putting together his um, the band that is now Flaming Gods. Um, so I got to kind of see them, um, yeah, coming together in the early days, you know, playing gigs when they didn't even have a name yet. And then, you know, it's just been really nice to see them kind of break through onto the scene. And, and um, now they're signed on Moshi Moshi. They've got a number of albums out. Um, yeah, and the, you know, obviously they're on tour, playing a lot of festivals and stuff like that. So it's just really great to to, to see them uh, being successful and, and getting lots of radio play and stuff. So go check them out. And um, yeah, the the podcast might have a few swear words here and there. So if you are around anybody that would be easily offended, then obviously may, maybe wait until you're on your own. Um, don't forget to subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to this on. And, uh, and also head over to any of our social accounts. Um, we're probably more active on Instagram, so head over there or Twitter. And yeah, give us a like, thumbs up, um, whatever, you, whatever takes your fancy. Um, cool, I'm going to stop uh, waffling and I'm going to let the podcast start. So cool, this is Charles of Flaming Gods. When we're ready. Charles Prest of... Flaming gods, flaming gods. Actually, that's going to be my first question. <laughs> first of all, thank you so much for taking some time. Uh, no worries. Thanks for having me. Um, we've had loads of different kinds of people on this podcast so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what's really exciting about this one is you're kind of the first one that we've had on that's in the throes of the hype. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, everywhere we go, like you were mentioning the other day, you open Monocle magazine and you've got yeah, like, yeah. There's an article in Monocle about oh, no, um, yeah about your record. Yeah, it's oh, fantastic. Well, yeah, you just, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I'm, I'm having people coming up to me like recommending. Like, have, you, have you heard of this band? Like, you need to go listen to this band. I've like, never heard of this band. That is hilarious. Come on now. That's so funny. Sometimes <laughs> um, forget about that. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool. It's really cool, and I suppose. Um, it's even better because for me, I remember, I don't know whether you remember this or not, but um, I was hanging around with your brother and I think it was around about 2007 mm-hmm. or eight or something like that. And you guys were living in Croydon. Yeah, yeah, You had the upstairs yeah, yeah. bedroom. Yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> I first met you when I think Falls had just released their, their first album. Mm-mm-mm. And I uh, I remember I was downstairs with your brother and I was like, went upstairs for the bathroom or something and you were just jamming away on your guitar to to the album and I'd never actually 
heard anybody else listening to it yet because I just stumbled upon it when it when it first got released. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> we were like, I was like, you're the first person, that, and you were playing along with it and stuff. Oh man, yeah, I, I actually, so, uh, yeah, I do, I do actually remember that. because yeah, <laughs> yeah. we were obsessed with like we were obsessed with Foles back in Bahrain. Right, it like our first like sort of indie group that we had out there. They were like the biggest sort of like. Mm main influence for us so we're just learning like that song like two steps twice yeah, and yeah, stuff like that. That. yeah, yeah. <laughs> big. they still it's play like, it yeah oh really yeah. it's normally the last song in every set yeah, yeah. I went to see him recently and um, yeah they still they still jam on that one but yeah I remember just when the album came out just being like blown away yeah like I just couldn't stop playing it um, and yeah so that was my first well my first memory of meeting you yeah which yeah, was, was interesting <laughs> and then cut to about well, the last time I saw you was a couple of months ago. Yeah, uh, Manchester, right? Yeah. 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 And With so. The, I can't remember. It was Brian's Jonestown yeah. mask. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so unreal. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so I'm starting to get all these people coming up to me going, oh, you need to listen to Flaming Gods, Flaming Gods this, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Or Flaming Gods, which is one of my questions. <laughs> um, uh, and, then, and then your brother rings me up and goes, hey, you know, my brother is playing in this band. Oh, what? Oh, and then he was like, it's Flaming Gods. And I was like, really? <laughs> and then like, you know, like yeah. two and two comes together. I'm like, no <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah. I mean, really? And that um, is so funny. So, yeah, from the memory of first seeing you in that bedroom to like kind of yeah, supporting yeah, Brian yeah, Jones, yeah. I felt really, I felt kind of proud in a way. I was like, <laughs> I remember saying, that dude I, when he was, you know. That was amazing. Really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, you, I remember you saying that like last time I saw you because I feel like, they, like we hadn't actually seen each other since since then. Probably right? not. Yeah, no, so. No. Or maybe, <laughs> maybe. Like, actually, yeah. actually, I saw you a couple of times when you the band first started out. I don't even think you had a name. No, yet, no, yeah. And you were playing around and I came to a couple of those. Yeah, we did like paper dress in oh, yeah. in uh, Hackney. Well, it used to be in Hackney, which our manager actually owns now. Oh, um, really? Yeah. All right, cool. So yeah, we just uh, we started like our doggy days, like on the floor, mm. literally like all of our instruments, just like making just complete noise. Yeah, <laughs> you know, amazing. Just, like, yeah, yeah. and just sort of just yeah. like built up from there. I but, think I yeah. might have been at that gig as well. Actually, the the, the paper dress. I think I came. In yeah, the, yeah. Um, we used to do like this double bill thing because I used to have like my own projects as well. Yeah, and so like there'd be a thing where my band would go on first, which actually had everyone in Flaming Gods in it, and right. then we'd go off. And then come back on stage as Flaming Gods, so it's like a double, <laughs> yeah. like a oh, double okay. bill thing. People are like, wait, it's the same people, it's the same like dudes. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> Did you trim it down then at some point? Because I'm sure there was about ten people on the stage at one point. Oh uh, well, we like we do have up to like ten people join us um, sometimes for like shows, Just like, like transient members. Yeah, yeah. Like originally there was like five of us, um, and now there's four. But we always have like guest musicians and stuff like mm-hmm. join us. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because definitely, I came to see you one gig, and um, I think it was when you you'd started to sort of establish yourselves. Yeah, and um, and I swear, man, there's about 15 people on the stage. Yeah, Brooks. yeah, yeah. Like, you were playing bongos. Yeah, and yeah. And, like, <laughs> it was just like this wall of, of yeah of, of kind of like. Um, psychedelic noise it was almost like improv yeah we i mean like it's like we had this idea of having like this um savage orchestra sort of right. it'll be like a flamingos and the savage orchestra so yeah. it'd just be like right. this rotating number of people coming on stage and just like giving it their all like our sax guy alex who plays in that band fat white family uh-huh. oh yeah, yeah 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 um like he played with us for a while and just a bunch of other people just came in and just went crazy i think you may have seen like one of those mm. shows and stuff yeah like it was I, I remember thinking it was the first time that i sort of thought they're onto something here no <laughs> one's doing this and that's hard these, these days i think yeah it really there's is. so many yeah. 
There's, There's so many lot. genres now, and everything's kind of melded into one. It's mm. difficult to kind of mm. to, to not only stand out, but to be radically different. I don't think anybody's approaching it from like a Turkish psych, Turkish um, <laughs> international psych sort of way. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot to take in. It's like I, I feel like sometimes it can be a bit like much for people because they're just like because mm-hmm. of like with the swapping around that we do on stage yeah. as well. It's like it's like. A lot to take in, maybe the first time, and then maybe like the second time, they're like, "Oh, I, I get it now." Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I think I think it, there's a lot of stuff in there for everyone, but mm. I think also because of that, there's going to be areas where you maybe zone out a little bit, and then that's going to yeah, appeal to somebody else, and then you come back in. Definitely, definitely. Uh, and well. The sound though at the beginning, did was it? Did it start with kind of like that build up improv stuff, or mm. or was it? It was kind of like that because like we started at ATP Festival, yeah, like, all tomorrow's right. parties, and like yeah. It did literally kind of come out of like a jam. I mean, originally it was Kamal, the lead singer's like just project he was just doing on his own. Just he collected a lot of instruments from like Tanzania and the Amazon and places like that. Yeah. yeah. He was just doing like a lot of stuff on his own just to experiment with. And then he brought us on board to kind of just help out with his jams and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And then we went to ATP Festival and just, like, partied really hard and, like, had our own, like, chalet. Yeah. And it was just, like, one of those things where, like, everyone just having, like, chalet jams and we just had one for, like, eight hours. Yeah, nice. Straight. Really? And people were just like, my God. And just, like, just jumping, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. jumping <laughs> through the windows. And we, we were, like, just crammed in there, just like, yeah. oh, my God. And then... It got too crazy that we actually had to leave. Mm. Like, like we can't do this anymore. So, and, what and you like, were just constantly jamming or something? Or we were just, just... Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like between bands and stuff. Like, we just go back to the chalet and just like chill, whatever, and, and play. And then, like on the last night, we just like after the last band play, we just went back to our place and just jammed for a bit. And then it just went on, and we we're like, we created a monster. Like, we yeah, just, like, there's just God, so yeah. many That's people. An amazing organic way to start. <laughs> yeah, though, yeah. We're like, oh, there's it's something. Like, yeah, yeah. Th- th- there is something to it of like that sort of like jamming sort of atmosphere and then mm. creating ideas and then we just kind of just took seeds from mm. what we heard and what we did and we're like you know, we can maybe make songs or stuff yeah because that's this. that's what's apparent I think in the music I've heard of yours it's like mm. there's lots of uh, on the earlier recordings loads of in- instrumental instrumentals really mm. all mm. like all the vocals aren't paramount but it's, it's the, the clear development between exactly that structure in the songs mm, mm, mm. And, and 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 where they've gone on to it's, mm. it's like that but the, the influences are so apparent as well it's something about the collection of instruments it's yeah so, so like yeah. where did that start in terms of like from those jams then how did they develop yeah i mean what the instruments like yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was just like an interest of finding new stuff that's not like your typical like guitar or, yeah. or whatever it's like branching out and finding those instruments and trying to meld them into a way that people are kind of like used to so like mm. blending in like a a Thai pin guitar that we have at the minute with like rock music so we yeah is that, like, is that the thing with the big flame looking the big on? flame <laughs> yeah yeah that, that. that yeah, cool. yeah 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 <laughs> it kind of looks like uh i don't know it's like an indian looking yeah it's, it's, it's crazy it's, it's like this indonesian it's got a huge flame on the <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's like teardrop isn't it it's yeah yeah, yeah. Right. It's, oh, it's, i think i've seen them yeah right. it's, it's cool. so mental but like because uh, like uh, we had one but then the other guy um that one the original one broke and then kamal just got one made and this guy like literally made it from like his tree in his garden like just carved it <laughs> and just like put it all together so it's just uh, it, it's mental but yeah it, we just i just got like, denmark street normally and yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i guess i'm gonna carve it out yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> literally just like just make your it's own just make everything yourself and then mm. 
But yeah, it's just like an interest of just finding lots of weird stuff and just trying to make it work and mm. just trying to, it's like a earning, like a yearning for finding like a new sound that we hadn't really heard of and stuff and just mm. seeing what stuck yeah. really. That's really so. apparent as well though. Like it's really interesting sounding immediately. Yeah, like. yeah. Like you can hear, you can hear like all of those influences working towards something. Something. It's like, it's, yeah, it's dope. Yeah, mm. it, like it was, it's more like maybe like apparent in the, like early albums yep. where like again it was it was more like sort of like jam bass first and then creating the songs out of that mm. and now i think now we still got of a lot of those like elements and um instruments but it's just trying to bridge the gap between like more like conventional psych mm-hmm. i suppose yeah. and then just building in stuff that we love from around the world and just trying to find like a common ground I feel yeah mm. yeah I mean like we, we were checking out the, the, the album together um, Levitation oh yeah yeah mm. and uh, we were like a, a couple of minutes ago by and we'd just go it sounds like Cool Shaker yeah <laughs> it sounds like it the does. Beatles when they met the yeah, Maharishi like, like George sounds Harrison like, yeah George, George Harrison. Harrison no wait this sounds Dan, like Falls and no, wait, this, like, you know it's like it's yeah. Beck it was in there like and Beck, like, like, like yeah, yeah. Like, sort of yeah. Like, yeah. Like, how the hell have they managed to like get all of this and that was in like in a few one minutes, cohesive. Like, in a few <laughs> yeah, it, that's dope though. No, yeah, very cool, very cool. The yeah. production's really nice sounding. Mm, as well. because, that's, that's, yeah. is it, are you guys? You, you mentioned before you're getting into production a little bit now. Is that because of that, or are you? Well, yeah, it kind of came from that because, like, it wasn't like we took a lot of care in production for like the previous album, but for this one in particular, we were like, we got this certain sound. We want everything to sound really big. We want it to sound like mm. crisp and stuff. Yeah. And so we went in on like the sort of mics we use the sort of like drum skins and tuning and stuff so oh, really like yeah like they the drummers in the band some sam and karthik like went in on like tuning the drums to like a specific sound like key like the key mm. of the song and like all this and getting the right like symbols mm. and stuff mm. and then we mixed that album with um this guy called capital k mm-hmm. in at turtle refreshment center oh, okay and he's just like an absolute like mad genius. He's like worked with a lot of like amazing people. Mm. And, um, yeah, and he, he just had the best vibe. Like he he, it took a while for us to like get across our what we wanted from it. Mm. But then once he tapped into what we were thinking for the album, he just like smashed it and then. Mm. Just like you can hear it, it. yeah, mm. yeah. Just like exactly made it like exactly how we wanted it to sound. So. Yeah, it definitely sounds more. What what I found interesting about it was going back to the, when we first met and that mm. influence being Falls, Mm-mm. and then if memory serves, and you can probably put me right here if I'm wrong, but actually, funnily enough, mm. me, Warren, and Rob, yeah, played in the band together. Yeah, we did. Rob yeah, was yeah. playing bass for us. He for was. me and Warren. Yeah, oh, no way. and we, we had a we drummer were, as well for a while, had, didn't we? And yeah, we had a, a, a interesting guy. I'll put it as a and drummer. This is like 2009, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Eight, yeah, uh, yeah, somewhere around there. I, yeah, I and was then, post. I shouted gun, so it was like, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And then right, Rob goes, uh, "Oh, I'm going to Bahrain with my brother. I'm yeah. going to be gone a while." And so this is <laughs> yeah. this is looking at the timeline when you must have gone. Yeah, and then. I guess met the singer or started working yeah, with the on. singer. Well, yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or unless you knew him before, I don't well, know. Well, like, but. we were well, technically, like, uh, like, we were childhood friends, basically, because, like, well, I, like, growing up in Bahrain, and those guys were in the year below me. Oh, okay. Oh, right. So I'd stayed 
a year after I finished, like took a gap year in Bahrain, and then that's when we started like our indie band out there. Mm. Yeah, and then we we're all friends, and then we all just like left at the same time to come to uni. Right. So, but yeah, in the UK, in the UK, yeah. yeah. Right. So he was in like Elephant and Castle. I was in Kingston. Yeah. Then the other guys were like in Southampton, Brighton, and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So, we literally had to all come down for like weekends yeah. for like shows and stuff and take the bus to like, yeah. Yeah. With like our suitcases full of like, like random shit and people yeah. be like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> <laughs> the bongos and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Out. yeah. Um, but then when, and then so the, the first album um, got released and it, I think that was very kind of Eastern influence sounding kind of like mm. the development from what I'd seen live, I guess. Yeah. yeah but then yeah. listening to this album, it, it almost like feels like it's gone back to that original roots of maybe the Foles type yeah. influences. It's certainly yeah. I could, from my standpoint anyway, that's, that's kind of what I was getting from it. A bit more structured in terms Definitely. of here's your verse, here's your chorus, but mm. with a similar kind of vibe going through it, was but that a conscious it, decision or was that just something that it was, it, it was, it was kind of more like we it's not like we'd explored everything that we wanted to from what we'd done before, but it was kind of like the challenge of making a more um, kind of straightforward album, mm. like how we could take all of our weirdness that we kind of experimented in previous albums mm. and weave that into like song structures that people are probably more familiar with mm. and finding new ways of playing our instruments as well. Cause like we'd, often do like kind of like weird like scales and stuff and there is still some of that on the album mm-hmm. but it's just finding like new ways of playing instruments and pushing ourselves in different ways and like I was saying like focusing on production as well this time mm. around was just like a, a new and interesting kind of challenge for us mm. to try and get down. Mm. So, do you do much like sampling in the studio and like messing around with like... like loops and stuff. Yeah, yeah like, um, like that song... Uh, Olympia that's on the album uh-huh, like yeah. that was like a just an arpeggiator loop that we made on like um, this Korg MS2000 that mm-hmm. we have and it was just kind of one of those things where we just would play that forever and then just like jam on top of that and yeah. then mm. chop things up and then mess around with it we didn't do it as much this time around but like mm. it's definitely something that we're interested in we always like look for like loops and we got like sampling pads on mm. stage just to Mm-hmm. mess around with was you recording into Pro Tools uh, I think it was a mixture of like Logic Pro Tools and I think we mixed I think we did mi- actually mix it in, in Pro Tools in Pro, yeah, yeah. yeah awesome. um, and like our drummer loves Ableton so we yeah. always yeah, yeah. there's always like a little like battle between like Logic and Ableton and yeah. Yeah. Pro Tools and yeah. stuff it's all about workflow isn't it with those days because like, Ableton's really it. good to just throw stuff at and like and just keep like tweaking and cranking mm-hmm. and cutting mm-hmm. stuff up but because of the linear way that the door, like logic is, as a yeah. door, I mean, you can do that in Ableton too. Yeah. But I, like the, the block situation in Ableton, I think is, is a, a really fun way of doing that. Yeah. It? Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's cool to mess about in the studio with. I definitely like, our, like our drummer did most of the, that kind of stuff in Ableton because mm. it's like, I mean, for me, like the layout of Ableton, like I'm such a simpleton, I feel like, because like logic just looks so pretty. I'm like, oh mm. yeah, it looks so nice. But like, he's able to do so much in Ableton that just like blew our mind. It just yeah. took us like, yeah. it took us ages to do it in logic. He just did it in like seconds and like his workflow in Ableton mm. is like crazy. But yeah, we cut up quite a lot of stuff doing that. Yeah, <laughs> doing yeah. That amazing. <laughs> it's interesting that you you sort of got started getting into the production side now mm. when I'd say now more so um, we're in a a situation where a lot of people start with the production 
It's all mm. kind of flipped on its head. Yeah. Like most musicians are getting a room now and they start on the production side making an album. Yeah. And then once they've finished it, they're kind of like, oh, we'll go take it live. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. Yeah. We've just done, mate. Yeah. We just made a record just on ma- starting it on a computer. Yeah. Yeah. We've yeah. never, we've yeah. never yeah. played a single song live. We haven't played a, no. Which yeah. is what of you is like, well, if it sounds good enough, then we'll just learn it. <laughs> we, it we, yeah. we recorded it all, so yeah. we, yeah. we can learn, it's, relearn it. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's such a weird thing because, like, for this album in particular, and I think what may have also played into what you were asking before is that. Mm. Um, our previous albums, we'd never been in the same room together. Yeah, right. Like we, except for the first one, we kind of wrote it together. But for the most part, we've always been separate. Mm. So we, there was a point where Kamal was living in Dubai. I was in like Bahrain and the guys were here mm. and we were just sending files over the internet and just piecing it together on like a laptop and stuff and just yeah. making like this like collage of sounds. Mm. So like this is the first time that we've actually been like in a room together just kind of like recording. Really? Recording, yeah. I would like not writing have, the songs together. I would not have guessed that. Oh really? <laughs> no, I would I would have said it sounds more like you've got like two or three really decent microphones hanging from a ceiling and you're all <laughs> yeah. in there yeah, yeah. Hammering, hammering away. You know, like away. It doesn't sound like yeah, it's, it's layered at all. It sounds great. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because it's, it's, it's got a very organic kind of growth in, in, in the structure of the songs. Yeah, so it yeah. sounds like you, you normally only ever get that when you're jamming together, when you're yeah, looking at each other yeah, in the eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're kind of like uh, indicating when the next you know, Definitely. drop is going to come or whatever. But, yeah. And it sounds like that. So yeah, no, it's interesting to hear that. You, yeah. Yeah. It was like a weird process. Cause we obviously would have loved to like have been in the same room doing, yeah. doing it, but it was just like, just impossible. Like, come on, we'll just have to come over for like summer, summer breaks. And then we would do shows then. Mm. And we try and write then as well, like really small periods of time where we could write. So yeah, it was like this time around, we were like, get the songs done first and then, record them later mm. and then it was just one of those things where we'd get the songs do it in like one take and then sit in them for a while and then do a bit of like chopping and changing but mm. like not too much we kind of just got the songs to a place where this is it let's just go record it and then just go mix it after that yeah and that's the way that yeah it was yeah it it was a lot more organic and less stressful just because you'd kind of done all the hard work beforehand yeah like you knew like or your settings on your amp or whatever, or, you know, exactly what kind of vocal effect you want to use, like mm. how you want certain things to be like EQ'd or compressed. So mm. you kind of go in with all your homework done yeah. and then yeah, yeah. you just go in and just kind of bosh it out. But we're also perfectionists, so it, <laughs> yeah. took, it took us a while. To yeah. like... So during that process of writing, I mean, obviously you're multi-instrumentalist, but you personally, what, what, What's what's your what do you play mainly? What what what, you, what do you geek out on? Uh, Kit wise, I mean, yeah. So it's like, um, well, I've got my Les Paul, like mm. my studio. Um, that's funny because you picked up on that straight away. Yeah, so, so no, that's a Les Paul. On definitely the album. Les Paul. Sound. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when that's that Les Paul sound, isn't it? That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> I'm a massive, massive geek with guitar. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you yeah. Can tell I really am. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You picked <laughs> it out straight away. Well, that's a Les Paul. I can hear a Les Paul. That's right, amazing. That's yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, that was the main guitar that we used. And I mean, I think because uh, Kamal has a Parker as well, like mm-hmm. a blue, like a blue one. Um, so like, yeah, guitar is like my main thing. But then, weirdly. From like the last two um, albums we've done, I've like moved on to like bass. Yep. Um, so I'm like bass and keys, and mm-hmm. we got like a we got an MS two thousand Korg, which is like incredible. And 
we've just got the microcorg as well, mm. just for all this like dutty, yeah, dutty bass sounds yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much fun. We've got one of them. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dope, and yeah. so much fun. I still haven't gotten into two things. I haven't done yet is the voice, the thing. vocoder. Yeah, yeah. and also that. you can run your guitar into it. Yeah, I, I haven't, haven't got my head around that, but you can do it. Can, yeah, can, you can plug your guitar you into it. A tone then from it, and you can play your guitar oh, no and then have the keys. Can you? Yeah. There was a guy doing it on YouTube. There's a way of doing it. You have to like well, recode it or something. But I wanted. I've, I've always been like meaning to get around to it now. Yeah, I mean, like there's still like loads of things about both of them that we can't really get our head around. It's more like um, cause some of the patches on ours for some reason are such like different levels. Mm. So like, oh, right. there's like some songs where there is actually like a song where I play on one uh, one of the. Banks, it's Banker, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I have to change to another one. Is like the levels are just insanely high, so I was trying to like balance them out. It's just kind of a bit. Yeah, I literally have to like manually do yeah. it whilst playing, which is a bit awkward. But, are you making your own patches? Like, are you going in and changing uh, them, or are you just on the MS two thousand? We like make our own, or, or like we like tweak them to what we want, mm. um, and then we like save them. And but we don't do too too much. Like, quite like the sounds that are there. Like, yeah, we just kind yeah. of. Presets are awesome. Yeah. Plus, are plus as well, good. if yeah. you run them through pedals as well. Like, yeah. Lot, yeah, you, know, yeah. So much, you, you can do so much on the outside of the mm, mm, mm. kit. Stop. Running through tremolos and Definitely. distortion. And yeah. We, we, we had um, Plastician, um, a, a producer and DJ on the podcast. Mm. And um, he, uh, that was one of the things we were talking about. It's like people get really sort of... Um, like geeky and like bitchy about the fact that you use presets in songs. It's <laughs> yeah. like people have studied for fucking ages, ages to <laughs> understand how to make that sine wave yeah, sound yeah, massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why fuck with it? It I sounds know. great. It sounds like, good. It's cool. There's no, like, you don't need to be precious about this stuff, right? It's yeah, so no, weird. Like, like, it's, it's the same um, with, um, with like um, loops and stuff that you find on, on Logic, I guess. Yeah. My example, like the... the Sounds that come yeah, just in, in logic. Yeah. I'm just like it's in the box. Uh, like they can be considered like standard or whatever, but you can make them work. Yeah, like, of course. Like, if you learn how to tweak them, which I'm learning how to do now, they don't yeah. have to sound as so, plastic yeah, or, exactly. or whatever. But exactly. like, like sometimes, like just out of the box, they sound pretty good. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of what we were doing were kind of taking something out of the box and running it through an amp. Mm. and the mic in the amp yeah, and then yeah, maybe yeah. running that through a couple of tremolo pedals or something yeah, yeah, and yeah. feeding it back into Logic and then before you know it, you've got a whole new got a, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 a wobbly um, drum kit like we, we used to put a lot of stuff through I've got this old port studio mm. it's like a five literally old cassette tape port studio yeah like we used to run loads of shit and it's like moving the tape heads and stuff yeah, to get like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like strange squelchy sounds and then you then all you've got is a really lovely compressed saturated bit of audio straight into Logic that mm, doesn't mm. sound like a machine exactly yeah. and it's like we didn't do much other than mm. put a cable out and back in again. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's not, all right, it's we recorded stuff. Yeah, I think people, where people go wrong is they just use precious. them without doing anything to them. And yeah. then it kind of sounds like plastic, like you say, like a little bit yeah. contrived or something. Yeah, it, it doesn't does. sound like, you know. Yeah, like I get the idea of like searching for a better way of doing something, but sometimes like the easiest answer is like what is what is there yeah. and you can sometimes feel a bit guilty like oh it's just it's, it's, it's too easy yeah. just to yeah. find that one sample but, but if, it, works, right. it, if sounds it sounds right, right. It sounds yeah. right. people yeah. forget you're making songs do you know what I mean it's like the song is actually the most important element mm-hmm. what you throw at it to get that to create it as quick as possible which is what Ableton's about yeah because you can just keep throwing shit in it yeah and, it, and because the audio engine in such a way when you layer all of these sounds it actually splits them on playback it's a really oh, no. clever yeah, way of, yeah, like, yeah. of doing it and 
that's what it's for. Like that it's is what make it. shit quick, push yeah. record, then work it out afterwards exactly. in, the, in the arrangement window. Like it's yeah, no, definitely. Like that's what I'm. I mean, that's what I'm doing with my mm. own stuff at the minute. Is kind of I started off with like a lot of the basic sounds, and mm. then it's kind of just been teaching myself how to like just EQ, like compress things properly, and mm. work. Do have like a workflow and yeah. just figure out ways of. It's mainly just to get ideas down for us, like like you're saying, mm. like no faffing around and stuff like that and just mm. getting a basic sketch and then molding mm. it and like mixing it and just making it better and then listening, sit, sitting on it and mm. stuff. And yeah. And and, the, and then you, that, that's the best thing about it though. Then you take it into a live room mm. and you mm. add more and more and mm. that's what you do to it. It's like, well, that's what, how we just finished mm. working now. It's yeah. like, mm. We both work separately because, you know, he's up north, I'm down here. <laughs> and then we'd get together at my studio or his studio. And then we've got our, our vocalist, Chrissy, like she'd be in. And mm-hmm. we just sit in a room and then we start to tweak and develop and yeah. add and layer and take yeah, stuff away. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and then, then it gets exciting. You know? The yeah, first exactly. album we did was a like a <laughs> post-punk Hardcore, three-piece hardcore thing <laughs> and that was sort of the opposite wasn't it we, we learned everything in a room and then went and smashed it in, in yeah. like a studio and then and so yeah we played loads of live shows i think there's value in both ways <laughs> yeah, but, definitely what was like a driver for you you personally but you guys as well when you started was it kind of like get everything recorded and start pushing it out to labels get interest or was it just play uh, uh, you know what yeah it's a good question i don't i don't really know it's kind of like we, I think we all had like an interest in music, mm. like just from jamming in Bahrain and stuff, and it was like a lot of fun. And like, I mean, I went in to go study film originally. I was going like, to ask you actually. I thought it might be music. Was, yeah, no, like I, I loved music, but I didn't want to study it because I was like too afraid of like theory and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I know I exactly like, what you mean. I was like, that's gonna. I won't be able to handle it and like um you're turning, you're just, turning it into mass yeah yeah it's mass and yeah. it's, not, it's not gonna be fun no, so i, no, I just no, like exactly. I, i'm out yeah and then we went again to atp festival i think that's literally where we all had our minds collectively blown right and we just saw like a band called boredom's play okay no. and there was like yeah. a nine piece like ensemble and that was just one of the few bands like m- many bands that just blew our minds that weekend we we're like fuck like we should still do music yeah. <laughs> and then like like we just like it's just like the we just saw the potential of like what music can do and we're like we just got so excited so yeah. it just came from like a thing of like playing together and Kamal got offered shows and they went well and then we were just really excited about the ideas that we were making and stuff we we're like there's like some potential to do some stuff and so it came from just playing shows and then yeah. everything just kind of fell into place after that have you experienced that that part in, in in the path where you kind of get to you you get in some prominence and getting well known, but like maybe the cash flow hasn't started yet? And you, yeah, but then yeah. every then you go, I got to go get a job to sustain what I'm doing, but that's <laughs> getting in the way of you being able to write the, the music. Yeah. And how, mean, how did you overcome that? And, and I mean, are you overcoming it? I mean, it's it's, it's still like it's, it is still like a, like an ongoing thing to be honest. Like we all have like. Um, just other jobs like on like on the side yeah, like, I do hustle. Like, yeah like i do like, <laughs> like video editing and like guitar teaching and stuff now and it's like it's one of those things where we got it to a place where we're technically like breaking even yeah sometimes yeah. like making a profit from it but it's not like a guaranteed thing is that it. is that breaking even from touring or, touring, or is that the main or just like it? making sure that everyone's happy like manager like tour tour manager yeah and, because album sales are kind of yeah, it's, it's it's so tough. Yeah, it's so so tough, and it's yeah. only it's only like this last album that's come out that is actually like 
been like a step up in like sales yeah. and stuff like that. Is that because uh, is that in physical as well? In or? physical, yeah, physical, and I'm not sure about digital, but I've, what I've been told is like, I mean, everything's been a step up yeah. from the from like all of our previous ones. Yeah, but, yeah. Which is like it's good, but that doesn't mean that like we're still making like loads of money. No, I think of, I, I think um, there's a lot of when you when you were a kid and you're starting out. Mm. I guess it, the, the landscape's changed a lot. Yeah. you know, I used to I used to watch bands like Nirvana and just go, "Well, that's what you do. You just <laughs> you just write some songs and then you're a millionaire." You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I totally legitimately thought that that was just that's how it works. But really, actually. I think a lot of people give up because it's like stone at the top of Everest and they go, you know what, I'm never going to do that. I'm going to go and be an accountant. Yeah. And I think one of the th- things that we keep touching on in this one is actually you, you can uh, turn what you're doing into a sustainable mm. career, probably more so now than ever before mm. because you can do things like editing at home or yeah, you, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can help other people mm. with their audio or you mm. can start podcasting. Yeah, You know, it's there's great, things, there's things that you can do. And I think it's just been interesting. Everyone we've had on has had totally different um, you know, outtake and experiences mm. and, and recommendations about how, how to do it. Yeah. But um, yeah, certainly I think now in the world of like streaming and stuff, it's kind of, I don't see how you make any, any money anymore I mean, from the yeah, streaming it's side. Like, it's, it just it's doesn't like, seem to make any sense to I me. Mean, but my last PRS statement is interesting. There's <laughs> oh, hours and hours and hours of playback across the world from yeah. various projects. Like and I think I got about for like a good few months of about... <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was all right. It was it was like three months worth at about I don't know fifty quid or something. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. shit. Like, yeah, I mean, like when you think about you know you're talking about it so wouldn't get you drummer that skinny was tuning. You know, yeah, like, yeah, like, no, like no, no, no. how are you supposed to, to do it? You it's know, so weird. I mean, thankfully with that, uh, those guys like looked into some like sponsorship from like Ludwig and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, think yeah. That, I think that 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 played in, in into things, but like. Yeah, we're like with PRS and stuff. Like our our statements are always just so random. <laughs> yeah. We ne- we literally never know like what we're gonna get. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, like, it's, it's like, nice really when you get it. an MCPS and a PRS payment. Yeah, I'm like, oh sure God. I can have lunch and <laughs> dinner. Yeah. <laughs> so happy. <laughs> and like PPL now I've got as well. Like that that yeah. was like a surprise. I just oh, yeah. that just I came through the, the forgot, or Yeah, like I forgot I signed up to, it and I was like, oh, it's mm, pretty good. I was yeah, like, okay. But um, yeah, it, it it is like it's 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 less of a struggle, but it's it's always going to be like a, a continuous struggle. And we and we kind of just to be on the safe side, like we all just do work just to. It's also just like another interest, you know. Just mm. like we love what we do, but we like to branch out and do other things. I, I like to do video editing still. And yeah, that's yeah. still like a passion. So yeah, just to keep you know, yourself that exercise in different ways. Are you, mm. are you doing uh, editing on like any particular thing, like uh, music videos or mm. is it, are you doing like corporate? Like, what, what is uh, it? It's like a mixture. It's like, it's, sometimes it's corporate. Sometimes it's um, just for like friends and yeah. some video, uh, some, some music video stuff, but not loads, but uh, it's mainly like uh, corporate and uh, some creative sort of, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just like just yeah, little, yeah. like sh- short videos yeah, yeah. for people. And, yeah, yeah. Hmm. And good. so that's off the back of what you studied at, at uni, but yeah, you could probably go. To, who's are you doing the music videos for Flaming Gods? Uh, I did Flaming one. Gods? Still didn't go. I did one. That's <laughs> <laughs> question. Can we just interject? <laughs> like, how do you say? The band right, so name? the, pro- the well, problem I've got with it is your brother Rob says Flaming Gods. He does. He does. And he told he me a does. story that, <laughs> that either you or one of the guys got in trouble. Or something. No, no. Is well, that is that BS? It's or like what? oh no 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 because like. 
like there's been this debate that we had no idea was happening for ages but like people just say is it flaming gods or flamingos yeah. and like we like the debate but like technically on paper it's flamingos right like a flamingo deity to mm-hmm. come together cool so but flaming gods everyone can say that yeah. I, I sometimes say it by, by mistake <laughs> <laughs> just to keep the debate line. yeah yeah oh dear um <laughs> so what what sort of happened? How did you go about um, gaining the interest of labels? And get, obviously, you went on to Moshi Moshi in mm. 2017, was it? Yeah. Um, yeah. How, did, how did that come about? And um, Well, like, the first one with the, our album Hyperbrea, that was, like, Shape. And they were just, like, friends of ours. Yep. And they're, um, it's a band called Islet, which are amazing. They're based in Wales, and they helped put out um, Hyperbrea. Same with Sorry Son as well, which is like artist hard. It was like friends that we knew and it was mm. great. Are um, they UK or are they Bahrain? Or UK, UK, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then for Majesty, um, we played a show in at, at Glastonbury and yep. this HMS tent, nice. which is like this tropical tent. It was like amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. But I don't then, think I've ever been, is that a new one? Um, I don't it's like on the park stage, like on the way to the park. It's like, okay. it just looks like a ship. Like yeah, going to like space or something. I definitely but haven't seen that one. It's been a couple of years since I've been there. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, they went to space this year, and it was just like some mm. space disco thing. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> so, so mad. <laughs> but um, we met um, Miles, who runs the label Soundway Records there, mm-hmm. right? And he he just saw us play, and was just like, oh god, like, I need to have you guys yeah play for that. And it was like it was it was great with them. But then um, like, Moshi Moshi came along like not long after we released Majesty and we just I mean they were like really big fans of ours as well and, and the sound that we'd created for the EP that we followed up with it kind yeah. of just really fit their sort of like um, roster and stuff yeah and then because yeah, they got some big names they got like Florence and Machine I think was on there yeah, I don't know if she like still is or not, Block Party and stuff like was back on in the day yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Disclosure that, yeah. yeah yeah so yeah, we're like we're just like really honored to have Stephen that runs the label just come up and just mm. like he's the nicest guy, just super chilled. Lives in like Margate. He's got like his studio there and stuff, and he just like let us actually like live in his house for like a week really? and his studio. Then that's where we actually came up with a lot of the first songs for Levitation. Like right, we, we just went there and just jammed in like a room for like a week, and then. Yeah, oh, that's the one, man. It was, it was good. Yeah. That's the one. Desperate to get on that again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just, all just yeah. literally just like organically, thankfully, like f- fell into place. Mm. Yeah, but um, yeah, been lucky in that in that regard because I know it's quite it's tough to like. Try and find I, 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 I don't know. I, I think um, if you look at the way that you've approached it, what you've actually done is you've played and played and played and then got to, onto the Glastonbury stages and then and then and then then they're now knocking on your door and going, hey, you know, you, yeah, you fit our bill. On? I think. <laughs> I think what actually happens a lot of the time is you make an album and then you send it to every label and then no one gets back to you and mm. people get like kind of down about that and then they yeah, do some gigs yeah, and the gigs yeah. suck and, and then and, and they're struggling. Yeah. I think I think sometimes you take your eye off the prize, which is keep writing, keep mm. playing, keep playing, keep yeah. gigging. Really, yeah. is what you should be doing. That yeah. was, I mean, like like we like we talk about this a lot. Like the the live element is our bread and butter, kind of because mm. like that's where we put a lot of our focus, like mm. the live show and. That's usually where people first fall in love with us, and then they listen to the records. Yeah. So, yeah. but um, yeah. So we we literally put like so much emphasis into who's playing with us, like what the songs and what the flow of the yeah. set will be like, and then yeah, I think that's probably what 
makes people like quite excited and want to maybe like get in touch and stuff yeah but. yeah definitely i'd say yeah i'd agree with that being a spectator of the, of the shows and stuff mm. live is a whole different it's, it's kind of like the same thing with uh, my bloody valentine yeah mm. you know that like you can listen to the album and the albums are yeah, great but what, yeah. it, 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 when you're there it, the reason why they're making that sound is because it actually puts you in some sort of weird like trance, trance like you get yeah. halfway through the gig and you kind of like <laughs> feeling yeah you know, like, you know and that's kind of similar with you guys i think it's that the conversation i had up with chris about plastician about so like the, the reason sort of bass music is so important to me is because when you go out and listen to bass yeah. it does exactly that it, yeah, it, it resonates kicks you in the stomach it resonates yeah. within yeah. within the cavity in your chest yeah, yeah. and then it's there and it shakes yeah. you about and mm-hmm. That that is sort of alongside sort of I don't know how like like I heard like a, a shift in the drum patterns in your albums right mm-hmm. so so the most recent there's there's more of like a a kind of disjointed breaky groove yeah. element to a lot of it which is a progression mm-hmm. and it, again that that live must be amazing with mm. the, with the soundscapes that you already created yeah like yeah. some being seeing that record live that, like, yeah you know, yeah like, well actually you've got a talk coming up right yeah that, in, are you um, okay talk is it. Set- September and October, uh-huh. yeah, just going around U- uh, the UK and Europe and stuff like Amazing. Switzerland, Berlin, and oh, okay, so it's, it's going to be um, Europe wide, or is it? Even... Yeah, yeah, Europe and Europe and the UK. It's going to be like kind of our most like hefty tour we've probably ever done. I think it's like three weeks straight or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So it's going to be no days off. It's oh, going to be stanky in that van. I, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw your brother. The day I think the day after he just got off tour with telescopes, mm, mm, mm. I didn't was, even know he could lose any more weight, man. But I, I swear he was like, he, he, he was just like, just dust. dude, just don't even, just don't even, just don't go there, <laughs> just don't even ask, don't do it. <laughs> I just know it's like shaking. Yeah, no. yeah, well, that was a quite a, a long one. I'm pretty sure for him as well. Yeah. It was like three weeks or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I haven't like seen him. Down. I haven't seen him since. I think I've, no, actually, that was a different night. I was with him in Preston watching some. Um, some band yeah damn what were they called now <laughs> never mind pigs pigs pigs, pigs 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 is that when you picked up my Rickenbacker in Leeds oh no it's uh, different wasn't it no that was a different one. Oh, you've got a Rickenbacker yeah oh, I've got man. a really good one as well yeah, oh, nice so all black Ricky I got oh. it off some guy in Leeds that, and he obviously doesn't live too far from Leeds so I gave him the money and he went and got it yeah <laughs> bit, bit of a shaky morning I no that was, was actually yeah I was, <laughs> I was with his brother you was, you was with yeah. Rob, Rob the night before yeah I was actually yeah and uh, yeah, picked up my Ricky. <laughs> Love the thing, it's amazing. Man, yeah, I think. Well, we've been talking about getting like a new bass because we've got like this hollow body five yeah. string um, washburn. Yeah, and like, Thundercat play those as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think They're so. Cool. Yeah. It, it actually looks like a Thundercat kind of bass, yeah. but like our sound guy hates it because like, it just resonates so much on stage. Yeah, and just, oh, we use like and... loads of like delay and like Sam uses like this ravish sitar pedal, which makes everything sound insane. And sometimes it can be like a bit too much too for much. like our sound guy so we're thinking of getting like a rock and back or something like do you that. have any um like sub eqs that you put bass through like um, live bass? Ye- or like pedals i mean like, uh, well, to create like sub octaves and stuff no not really but we're thinking of getting some for like the new one and like we, we use like a lot of distortion like big muffs and stuff yeah like that. Rookie. yeah but um is that for the bass as well because i, I always found that big must scoop a lot of the low end out yeah i mean you know when you, you kind of and it's hard to kind of replace the low end a little bit definitely. i always found with that blues driver pedal the, the blues driver is the really best good. one that i found that's what that. we're getting next you can dial you can dial it it's like basically a, fil- a high pass filter mm-hmm. so you can pull it right back yeah, and you still yeah, yeah, loads yeah. and crunch it's good it's a guitar pedal it sounds amazing yeah sam's like been going on about it for so long i've had about three of those and i've lost 
every one of them. Oh, You've mate. got one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where it is. Actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our old bass player's got one, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got it, I mean. But we've got like, um, mm. yeah, we've got like the Russian Big Muff for mm. the bass and like this uh, Ravish sitar pedal, this electro harmonics yeah. one. Yeah. Which is really, really, really fun just for like synthetic layers and stuff. Mm. And then, yeah, what else? Well, we've got like, he's got like a wah, a wah on, on his that, it, it cuts out all the low. Yeah. So, like, it's just... It's, it's, like, like, it's like a high-pass filter. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, yeah, a, a high-pass filter wire. And, like, yeah. we just do these things where we just, like, leave, like, a large space of just, like, no bass for a while. And then you just, like, bring in, <laughs> like... Yeah. And it usually just sounds, like, really intense. And, See, and I, I sort of yeah. drew comparisons to um, Flamingo's uh, to a bit of, um, to Glass Animals, in the band Glass Animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in the dynamic of the layers, because mm. I really loved the fact that when they use, like, that big sub. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. But, but alongside sort of the, um, like, the, the glisteny sounds up the Glossy top. Sounds, it, yeah, yeah, it sounds amazing, man. It's, and I, I drew comparisons to that, when you sort of get... Like, that sort of shoegazy guitar sound as well, like yeah. Over it, it's, it's an amazing thing to do, it's, man. Yeah, it's trying to it's trying to like just get all the different elements and layers down, like your low end, but like mm. your crazy like psyche elements and like mm. how the vocals kind of get into the mix with all that as well. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's just seeing what what could be fun, you know. Mm. <laughs> so what what's the scene like in Bahrain? That's got to be music one of the, scene. Yeah, like what? Is, what is the deal with that? Because there uh, is a scene, right? There is. It's like the funny thing about Bahrain is that people don't necessarily stay there long enough to nurture the right. scene. Like, if you're going to do that, you have to like commit yourself to like twenty, thirty years or something like that to be properly like bringing in bands. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, but there is a music scene out there. Like uh, Kamal's brother Khalil. Um, was doing lots of events out there called like Boho Baha and they're just being like really interesting venues like a farm or like um, there's a few venues in, in Barham which are pretty good but it's kind of I, I would say like kind of like acoustic hacks and stuff like that and a lot of heavy metal was like a really big really? thing you just wouldn't Huge. I mean to me it's like really you yeah. know Huge. I just wouldn't Love think metal. it would like when we were growing up just everyone just loved it was either metal or like kind of hip-hop kind of stuff. So um, you was into metal as well when you were growing up? Or? I mean, yeah, kind of. I, what I was, sort of bands did you I was just, like, big on Mars Volta. Oh, like, man. The, like, they were my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah, were, yeah. like, my... At the driving, yeah. At the driving are the reason I play guitar the way I do. Really? I would, I would <laughs> listen to, like, Oasis and just fun. straight on indie for, yeah. like, years and years, and then suddenly the strokes come out, <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, I kind of dug that, like, Strat sound. Yeah. And then I heard it driving and was like, okay, I'm going to stop throwing my guitars around the studio <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and just kicking shit over Same. and making loads of noise. Same. And subsequently, every single band I've ever li- ever listened to has been influenced around that st- sound, like yeah. the Sabi yeah. Fav, yeah. Yeah. Fugazi, like all those jangly sort of... I mean, like, and they had that anti-mask. Yeah, yeah anti-mask. Oh, yeah. Anti-mask. Yeah, anti-mask. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That has, um, what was it? Cedric. Yeah, but it was Flea on bass. Was it Flea? I think so, wasn't he? In I think so. I Travis think Barkle's so. on drums live with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? I, don't I, don't know, I, I think I think so. Yeah, okay. From what I remember, I remember but that one. Yeah, yeah I mean, like it was Mars like, Volta, insane. Mars Volta, like literally. Yeah, that was like like before like ATP and Boredoms and all that. I 
just wanted to play guitar like Omar. Yeah, every, yeah man. I, was just like, I had a I had a Fender a Squire Supersonic that, oh, that was yeah. blacked out and like yeah. exactly the same as his, like geeky is literally just <laughs> <laughs> like, and I, I wanted one of the Ibanezes that he had, but they were yeah. shit actually. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like a guitar at all. I, yeah, I, I, I wanted one to look one. cool, but I was Yeah, like, to look cool, but you plug yeah. it in and it's like <laughs> God, this sounds really difficult and it, and it's horrible to play. Yeah, yeah. Was it the Ibanez Geo? That one, no, he, 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 had, he had an AX1 custom, right? Because those that silver one was it silver, or no, no, he basically or... he didn't, it wasn't a signature guitar, he had this guitar that looked like an SG, right? It, mm. But it was, well, it's not. And then he used, he used to play oh, that with like one pickup in it, and then he released his signature model, yeah, which is like it looks a bit like a Jaguar, mm. but not. And yeah, it's bulky. It's weird. And it's got one one neck pickup as well. No, no, sorry, one bridge pickup. Mm. And it's really squealy and fucking horrible to control. And the fact is, like, he plays through some like lovely boutique amps and stuff, <laughs> and he's got a lovely little pedal set, and it all sounds amazing. Yeah. But he's like, he does lots of like weird, weird stuff, ass. you know, like yeah. weird like hammer on shit and, and yeah. like, constant playing. So mm. it sounds so great. <laughs> We're just trying to play like normal tunes. Yeah. It's like, no, this is shit. <laughs> like, you know, it's hard to work stick, with. Stick with a telly, a Les Paul. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. I mean, I've always been a geeky Fender guy, really. But I mean, yeah. as you and I have always, yeah. Not I really, mean, I since moving to the Ricky, it's like I've got my music master and my Ricky. <laughs> And that's it. No, yeah, is, yeah. That is it. I mean, I am tempted to go back to, to Fender because I mean, Rob's got that Jag and stuff. Yeah, like he that. does. Yeah, yeah. I've played um, that. But yeah, I think like, I think my next guitar would either be like a Tele or a, mm. or a Jag or something like that because they are so much fun to play. Yeah. The only problem with the Jag, I find that in the studio they're pretty good, but every time I played live with the Jag, it just used to piss me off. Like it just sw- hit switches. Strings used to oh, hit switches. No, yeah. You know, like there's like true. eight switches or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, you get into it and in a like you hit a kill, a kill switch or yeah everyone you see that, that gigs with them have got like black tape over yeah. it you almost like get, what's the point in yeah, in having so, the, the stu- you know well, that was so the fun so of getting a music master because it's one pickup on with yeah. two well, knobs there's no, there's no switches there's nothing and it just sounds cool straight away it's good enough for Hendrix and he was a kid yeah yeah you know what I mean it's amazing make it work speaking of Hendrix he was played, first played here, didn't he? Yes, yeah. Hendrix's his first UK the show was in at this place where we're oh sat God. in. Yeah. yeah, the old Bag of Nails is what it's placed. Yeah, it used to be called the Bag of Nails. Bag of Nails. Bag of Nails. That's a badass name. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. That's hardcore. Yeah. 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 Big. Uh, um, so one of the things uh, we've, we've been asking everyone that's been coming on the podcast is kind of uh, advice really um, which has been interesting because mm. we've had people from kind of all stages of their career yeah, yeah. some people are thinking about retirement and obviously <laughs> then people are just starting and stuff but keep mm. at it come out yeah yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> um, but if you used to start all over again mm. um, what three items of equipment let's say you, let's say you had a, a small budget and everything okay. was taken off you and you're on your own what, what, what would be the go-to three items of equipment that you'd want in order to get started again okay what like in terms of like recording or, or like the whole thing in, yeah, yeah. yeah the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I mean there's a lot of things flowing through my mind but I'm just um oh, I don't know I mean believe it or not just like a microphone yep yeah. because they when we first started, I mean, it had like its chance to it, but like we, 
Like we just use like the the Mac uh, microphone. Oh really? A lot a lot straight of the time, just straight in, right. like just not not even, probably not even Garage Band like Audacity. Oh right. So like that's so not it. even plugging a mic in, just using the actual. Just, just using just like just using somewhere. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it it, it created the, the sound that we wanted to a thing, but like if if we were to like start start again and like wanted to do maybe things a little bit more professionally we'll probably just get like a, a mic and probably like teach ourselves like how to do music production like yeah. A, yeah. A, a little bit more you know just because like we were such like babies and so like excited when we were when we first started we're like let's just make a song and then like it's it's great to make a song but then also it's like also trying to like mix it in a way that would probably sound like good to like a, a wide wide audience yeah. you know yeah. and so it's not it's not like we're not happy with how the album sounded at all but it's kind of like if we had the skills because like we always listen back now and we're just like oh we should have done that differently we should have done that yeah. differently yeah so it's more like if we had the skills back then to be able to articulate the ideas we, we wanted to do mm. easier um we probably would be happy with that. I think the so, thing yeah. is with that is you get to a point where you go, I've articulated my idea and here's mm. how it should sound and do we actually need to go to the studio now or can we just yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. get this mastered? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a, it's, There's a charm yeah, so to true. getting that shit mastered though. Yeah. Like it ha- it works. Yeah. I mean, loads yeah. of grime that was made on phones and, and yeah, PlayStations yeah. as I've said before has yeah, like yeah. been released and yeah. pressed to vinyl. And you think, <laughs> I mean, it was probably made an MP3. Exactly. And then pressed to vinyl as an MP3. Yeah. Losing every bit of possible tone ever. <laughs> but like it has its charm to it, doesn't it? You know. So it yeah, sounds definitely. like you've, you've got a microphone. Yep. You need a laptop if you're going to do production. A laptop, yeah. So you've got one more thing. Oh God, I don't know. I actually really don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. There was, oh, uh, I mean, the amp I had was pretty diabolical. Uh-huh. It was like a squire, like a box squire. Oh yeah. And, yep. I mean, it, it was loud, but there was that, that. That was it. There was like no kind of like tone or anything yeah. like that. So no just, charm to it. No, whatsoever. no charm. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> other than like amplifying stuff, there, yeah. there was nothing there. So I uh, probably that. <laughs> so like, <Nice>. it's <laughs> interesting that we've had producers, um, mastering engineers, musicians, spoken with you know, mm-hmm. t- totally different uh, aspects of the um, industry. Come on, and every one of them, I think, has said a microphone and a laptop. Yeah, really, <laughs> yeah, really? I think so. Yeah, I think That's every so single one said that, right? Yeah, am I right? I Apart think from. So. Uh, I, th- I think, yeah, Pitt was the only, the Scribius Pitt was the only one that was different who went, just an iPhone. Just an iPhone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's all you need, yeah. Which I thought was I a mean, pretty smart I mean, answer. Yeah. Actually. actually, I mean, that's, that's not like a, like a yeah. point. I mean, you can, it's like you can shoot make... video on it, you can record on it, yeah. you, can, you, can make... you can take your photos with it, you can, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's got a microphone on it. You can use like, GarageBand on here and make an entire album yeah. because yeah. with a built-in microphone. Yeah. You could do, easily. Which is mad, isn't it? Like, a lot of what we do is um just voice note on yeah, everything. Like, like we just leave it running and then we like listen back for yeah. it mm. ages afterwards and I, I've gone to a habit of recording all of our sets as well, like live. Yeah, wicked. So I just put that somewhere on like on stage and yeah. I mean sometimes the audio is horrible. Yeah, but like, yeah, still. But like you get the gist of it and then it really helps in tweaking the live set. Yeah. So you're just thinking like oh, okay like this bit feels like it sags a little bit. Let's like mm. find a way of making this more interesting and whatever. Mm. So 
But also, like when the, the compression on an iPhone, when you use the recorder, it's weird. It has a weird like um, signature to it when you play it back. So like, it's all yes. over all over our record as yeah. well. Yeah, like there's bits and bobs of like that we've I've, there's you know stems from an iPhone or the mm. album. Because oh no way! It, yeah, because it's got like it, it does have like this a weird really like peculiar... it's really loud and like mm. strange <laughs> files that they make. So it's so, so strange, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've always been happy with like the sound quality of like what I get from my phone, yeah, right. like listening back and stuff. It's Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I think they've got like a, an EQ in them that um, takes some of the low end and brings it up into the mid, so that you oh, really? it, it appears as though it's giving you low end bass, bass from yeah, that speaker, but actually it's, top end, yeah. it's a mid it's a mm. mid range because it could never handle the bass. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it yeah. kind of pushes, and that has a, a unique. It's like listening to subby dub reggae and an yeah, iPhone but you know, like because you can you can sort of hear the sub though. <laughs> yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I can't. Is that sub or is it? And it's actually Literally not. No, it's not. No, it's a mid range, no, yeah. but it appears it's to all up here, mate. It's all up here. <laughs> yeah. so it's just, um, you, you think you can hear yeah. it? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty clever though. Yeah, cool. But, um, <laughs> and I guess then the last one is. Um, just three pieces of advice to anyone starting out yeah. who's just oh. bought that equipment that you told us about. What, yeah. it now. What's the three things I need to do now? Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't even know. It's like, for me, because I actually think about this a lot because I think someone did ask me recently, but I think one of them for me is to kind of not listen to any advice. I know that's like kind of like an obvious one, but it's kind of to actually just try and do your own thing or like like everyone gets excited by music you know like, I want to sound like that or I want to take that or whatever mm. but it's more like molding it into a way that you generally think is quite like fun and, and new like for yourself yeah and just checking yourself to make sure like oh like am I stepping on other people's toes kind of thing am I am I ripping the sound off too much or like how can I how can I take what this person's done and make it more exciting mm. and it's kind of having that in the back of your mind quite a lot yeah and then I guess another one is just like, I guess this is for me, like personally, it's just to like teach yourself as you go on quite a lot. Just to like for me, like I was saying, like with music production, like just building up your arsenal of like knowledge of, of stuff. I was very like um, sort of like stubborn, I guess, like thinking like, oh, I can just like write a song and that's that's all there is to it. Yeah, There's so many like different elements when it comes to music writing and, mm -hmm. and stuff and production that you kind of got to keep in the back of your mind, mm -hmm. I feel like. Mm. And so, yeah, I think it's like just teaching yourself more and more, like, as as you go on in your career and stuff. Yeah. Um, third advice is just, I think it's just to have fun. Yeah. yeah. Literally, because, yeah. like, there's been points where we've been stressing out so hard. like. Really? Maybe like in like in, in the studio or like live like after like a show maybe it hasn't gone so well yeah and we just be like oh no or whatever or like the music business in itself can just like really get you down just because like there's so many like different elements and things you got to like worry about radio like like how how much this is selling how much that's selling mm. or whatever or press and it's like that can get really, really, really like heavy. Mm. You can kill the joy. You can kill uh, the it's, joy. It, it's almost not, not nice to hear that a, a, a band that's becoming successful feels that way. Um, but it, it's kind of comforting in a way because I think there's a lot of people that get to... 
they feel like that on the journey and then a lot yeah. of them just go you know quit you know it's, this Throw is bullshit it and they're yeah. seeing other bands that are seemingly successful and all you get to see is you know newspaper clippings and well, yeah. pictures on Instagram and lots of people turning up to gigs and all this kind of stuff and it looks amazing like you're having the best time in the world but That's the thing, and yeah. you probably are yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but also <laughs> it's because you're riding through those storms right? <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that's that, that's literally I think that's it. an important thing to kind of remember. Yeah, like you got to keep in the back of your mind that when it comes to like Instagram or social media, that you're only ever seeing them or that that person at their best. Yeah, you know, and so and what what they want to see, like you just don't know all the stuff like like what's going on behind it, or whatever. Yeah. So it's really about trying to just have as much fun and just try and block out as much as you can. Yeah. Like all the riffraff because. I mean, all that stuff is important, but it can like weigh you. Oh, down I imagine you can get lost in it and read all lost. the all the reviews and yeah, not everyone's yeah. gonna love it. And or, like yeah, just like just stuff like that. It's, it's just, like just try and like not ignore it, but just don't let it get to the point where it's really kind of you know niggling at you. Or yeah, whatever. you gotta yeah, you gotta just try and have fun because it is like a privilege like yeah, to be able man. to like get to travel a lot of people stuff. get to do what you're doing you know yeah and it's like I was trying to keep that in the back of my mind it's mm. like just to have fun and, and enjoy it like for as long as you know as, as we can keep going you know? yeah yeah <laughs> no that's cool man it's cool yeah it's amazing. really good well good. thank you so much Charles yeah, for man. being on Through the Door podcast thanks, thanks yeah. for having me all the very best with Flaming Gods Flaming Gods <laughs> Flaming Gods Flaming Gods yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I like the Flamingo deity <laughs> Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone's gone for that one. <laughs> no, no, that's yet. cool. No, yeah, I'm but, feeling it. But yeah, yeah man. Thanks, thanks so much for having us. Yeah, well done. Congrats yeah. on on the success so far. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. And that was it. There you go. Um, thank you very much for listening. And uh, again, don't forget to subscribe to our channel on whichever platform you're listening to us on. Um, also, head over to our social media accounts and uh, have a comment and a like and things like that. Uh, head over to social media at Through the Door, and that's on any so uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, all the same. Cool. Um, yeah. Until next time. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>